Welcome to the Me Journeys. I'm Paige Tripp. I'm a mom of four girls who knows parenting isn't easy, especially when trying to raise mindful children. Here, I share the real ups and downs I face daily and share easy and fun mindfulness tools to help make parenting fun again. Join me on this wild and fun journey and help grow mindful, empowered children. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode all about teaching our kids how to emotionally regulate and also the lack thereof. Growing up in the 80s and 90s, I felt like I didn't have the tools necessary to self-regulate. Even now as a 35-year-old woman, I am just beginning to learn how to actually self-regulate. Growing up, my mom and dad didn't necessarily know or understand what self-regulation looked. My mom was struggling with some depression issues and my dad came from a big family where we kind of just like shoved down all what was going on and you just kind of push through and put on a happy face. So growing up, that was something that, you know, I knew very well what to do. At home, I let loose and I really let myself go and say what I felt and do what I wanted. And um, yeah, we screamed and yelled at each other and got all of our feelings out, which was, you know, what I thought was healthy. Now as an adult watching my kids have these huge meltdowns and me being the super empathetic and highly sensitive that I am, I struggle to self-regulate and sometimes I let loose and I start screaming and yelling. You know, so many people are terrified to admit that, but I do. And it's not something that I was proud of. So I began to work on myself and I've spent past about Uh, my oldest is going to be 10, so almost 10 years, really diving deep and looking at myself and thinking, what is happening? And I don't know how to even begin to make these changes in my life. So let's talk about this. Emotional regulation and just bodily regulation, you know, like sounds that we hear on a daily basis. If you have more than even one kid, even if you have one kid, it's, it's loud when they scream in your face and having their meltdowns before they head out of the house or whatever it may be. It's overwhelming and it can trigger us. It really truly can. And if you are not taking the time to have self-care, to have your individuality and your ability to take that time for yourself and really, really dive in and start to look at what is triggering you and how does that feel? What do we think is going to happen? I think we're just going to go through this whole parenting like, hey, yeah, look at me. I am really figuring this shit out. (laughs) No, we're going to also dysregulate it. Our kids, especially if they're empathetic or highly sensitive, they're going to really tap into that energy. I have four highly, highly sensitive children. They all show it in different ways and they express it in different ways too. I have one who, you know, has these full-blown meltdowns where she's screaming and yelling and throwing things and, you know, just can't regulate. And she actually triggers me the most. And then I start to get dysregulated no matter how much time I'm taking. And so, you know, I look at all four of my girls. One shuts down and just gets angry. The other one is constantly seeking attention via screaming and crying or constant physical touch. The other one usually likes to be by herself, but then if she doesn't get her way and she also struggles with speech issues, can't communicate properly to me. She'll hit, throw, rip my glasses off, pull my hair. You know, and it's as a person who is extremely anxious and very um, easily 
affected emotionally and physically by other people's emotions and behaviors, it is extremely overwhelming, especially when I'm out of my house. That is when I am so dysregulated because I'm not only feeding off my children's energy, I'm also then in a big crowd or other people's energy is just like, ah, too much. So what do we even begin to do if we don't know how to regulate our children, let alone ourselves? We want our kids to be these little humans who walk in and and I know for myself, when I got pregnant, I really thought my kids were going to be these amazing, no, excuse me, amazing, quiet, well-behaved children. They were just going to be like, I was going to wake up and have these babies. It was going to be like euphoric. It was going to be the most amazing family you've ever seen. That is the image that I had in my head. I was the best nanny and I could get every kid to listen to me. I was the best mom until I became a mom. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that happened. And I'm sitting here waiting for my kids to one day wake up and miraculously have their shit together. I'm expecting them to walk down these stairs and be like, hi, mom, let me do whatever it is that you need me to do today and be exactly who you expected me to be. Because you know what? I don't actually care what you say or do. I'm just going to do whatever you want me to do. I don't care who I am. I'm, I want to squash that. I'm just going to be who you want me to be. Obviously, that's not what I want. So <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, all right, well, wh- I don't even know what to do. So I had this epiphany maybe two years ago, eh, probably a year ago, honestly, where I had to mourn the loss of the family I thought I was creating or I thought that I wanted or I thought that I would have because it was unrealistic. It was dumb. Let me repeat that. It was dumb. <laughs> um, I was living in La La Land. And I realized that my triggers are based off of what I thought and I feel like kids should do based on my upbringing and society. My kids should listen to me. There should be respect. You know, there shouldn't be this backlog. But if I'm raising kids who are to be independent, assertive, and powerful in their life and be able to really go without me and live and stand up for themselves, be these humans who hopefully change the world, I have to step back and regulate myself and know that if I want these types of children, I need to learn how to regulate myself and live in the way I want my kids to be able to live. So I had a funeral by myself with my pen and paper and I wrote out everything I thought I was going to have as a mom, who I was going to be, who I thought my kids would be, what I thought my husband would be. And I wrote out in detail every thought, every disappointment that I, I created in my head. Not that I was disappointed in who my kids are or my husband is, not at all, but in myself, like what I was creating in my head was unrealistic and not fair to my family. I was putting them in these roles that I expected them to play, but that's not who they are. That's not what they are. And that's okay and it's actually better than what I was thinking if I was to get what I had thought I wanted I would have literally like the most I don't even know Stepford wife I think that's the that stupid vision that you'd get of like the perfect suburban family everyone's like weirdly calm and no one ever swears and no one ever makes a mess and everything has its perfect spot no one ever talks back and it's like perfect and that's not that's not what I'm living and so I'm under constant stress because I have this like beautiful thing anyways let's move on um, so yeah I, I wrote everything out and I've gained everything out 
on paper and then I burned it and I let go of that image. That's not to say that I still don't have these moments where I'm like, oh, just shut up and listen to me <laughs> because I'm dysregulated. But yeah, that's what I did. I had a I had a beautiful lone time ceremony where I burned the family I thought I had on paper. <laughs> um, yeah, so now we're learning self-regulation. I have um, two of my kids in occupational therapy and my husband and I are in couples therapy learning how to better communicate to each other so that we can both get our needs met. Um, I highly recommend it for all parents, whether you're together or not, you should have some type of support um, mentally because or have like a place or someone who is objectively helping you through these times. Because honestly, if we really are trying to make mindful children and children who are powerful and assertive in their life, it's challenging and they're going to challenge you. And if you are not providing yourself with that safe space and that, you know, ability to find your me time, find your inner self and your inner, like, I don't know, mentor, guidance, whatever you want to call it, you're going to struggle. We're, you know, like I know I do on days when I am not taking mindful action, whether that's meditating in the morning or taking my shower or drinking my gratitude coffee, you know, or even journaling, just getting out any negative thoughts, like just literally getting it out of my body or going to the bathroom and like, God, say whatever you want. These kids are so annoying. Whatever it is to release that from your body and be able to regulate and pull yourself back into your body and connecting to the breath, you're going to struggle and your kids are going to see that and they're going to feel that. I know I do when I, when I, um, I'm just going to give you a picture of how shit used to be. Okay. Um, it's my most embarrassing and what I like to call my lowest moments as a, as a parent and as a person. No, because I look at my kids, I'm like, God, you're so sweet and innocent. And I'm this monster. I feel like I was a monster, um, especially when I get in these sensory overloads and I would lose control of, of my temper. I never, ever hurt kids. I would never do that. But I used my words and I would swear or I would be like, God, why did I do this? And I'd well, lose my mind. And flip fuck out and I would not be able I wouldn't be able to soothe them and I just made the situation worse my kids would cry I'd cry we'd all cry and we'd hug each other and I'd be like I don't know what's wrong with me I'm a terrible mother you know and like we'd have these moments of meltdowns everyone's losing their shit and if I would have taken the time to literally just close my eyes and take five deep breaths how different those situations have become than just doing that. Just literally set a timer, go off every two hours. I tried like three times a day, but with the amount of overstimulation in my house, I can only go two hours without connecting to my breath in order to see self-regulation as a consistent um, tool. So yeah, I set the timer every two hours it goes off and I have to physically go and find my phone, turn it off. And when I do, I close my eyes wherever I am and I take five deep breaths. And the most beautiful thing that's happened in my life, like I won, I'm so much more connected to myself and I'm able to have less moments where I'm like, just get in the car, everyone just get in the car or whatever it is, like put your shoes on, like I'm done fighting. I'm able to like calm myself and I know it sounds stupid to probably some people they're probably like look at this crazy mom she's just like flipping the fuck out over shoes but I really truly thought the only way my kids will listen to me is if I screamed like 
how my parents screamed at us, like, get the fuck in the car, like, hurry up, let's do this, you know, like, like, it's magic. It's magic when it's like, no one can hear you, and then you scream, and you're like, listen to me. But I realized, actually, they're not listening to me. They are actually fearful of me, and I don't want kids who are fearful. I want kids who hear me, respect and love me and treat me the way I treat them. So we've been dealing with me and losing my temper and screaming. And I'm looking at my kids like, why are they always yelling at me? Why are they always yelling at each other? Because that's what I taught them to do, you know? And so it's embarrassing to admit that, but it is. It's what I, I expressed and showed my kids and that's how I taught them. So now I'm reteaching them and it is extremely hard and there is lots of begouts and madness at mama. They're looking at me like, you're changing the script here. Like, what you're telling us like now we can't yell and scream and it's hard to explain to kids but I am seeing such a big change in my um, twin toddlers who are two I grab my phone and that timer goes off and I take my five deep breaths and at least one of them you know she catches on pretty quick so she'll stop and she'll take her deep breaths with mommy and it is so cute to see and I'm seeing more changes in my big girls and you know they're seeing mommy really try to put some self-care first and they're seeing that I'm setting up boundaries because that's that was my biggest thing is you know yeah I am empath and yes I'm highly sensitive but I was completely a pushover I was scared to disappoint my kids and although I didn't connect at you know it sounds dumb but at the time I didn't connect how me not having boundaries for myself was actually causing the problems that was making me lose my temper and freak out and get frustrated with my kids and my husband is because I had no boundary I didn't know what a boundary was to be honest I literally I'm still learning I sometimes I'm like is this a boundary or am I trying to control people um you know learning these things is not easy so what do we do then when we really don't know where to begin well I am a person I love to read um but with four kids it's hard to do that so I've been starting to listen to like podcasts or um I think her name's Judith Orloff. Um, she's an MD and she talks about like an empathetic survival guide. She gives really great ideas like grounding meditations where you like imagine you're like growing these beautiful roots down into the earth and you release, you know, all your negative energy into the earth while pulling all these positive energies from the earth and you like disconnect from people, like you cut energetic cords. Uh, you put like something called shielding. I had no idea any of these cool things. So like shielding, you can literally sit and close your eyes, take a deep breath and heavy sigh out the mouth. And then you imagine a pink or a white light, whatever you'd prefer um, surrounding you, kind of like a bubble. And in that bubble, you are protected. Only positive energy. Imagine only positive energy can come into your bubble space and no negativity is allowed in. Kind of like when you're a little kid and you're like, you're rubber and I'm glue and anything you say bounces off of you or whatever. How does that work? <laughs> Uh, clearly I did not ever say that one correctly so I never used it but you're imagining you're this big ball of rubber and anything negative bounces off um, and so imagining those things also definitely helps to ground you and anytime you're in these like extreme moments with your kids take a break the bathroom has become my solace oh I love the bathroom I literally sometimes go in there thinking I have to pee but realizing I'm just standing there doing nothing and I'm like what the hell am I, how long have I been in here <laughs> It's like calm, you know, and yeah, they're banging on the door or opening and shutting the door, but it's like one moment in my day where I'm like, okay, I'm calm. But that's where I do my quick, you know, grounding into myself. And I think, okay, great. We got this. We're doing it. Um, there's so many ideas. Um, another great tool for parents that don't know exactly how to begin like 
mindfulness is Goldie Hawn's uh, 10 minute and mindful minute and she goes through like ways to help your family start to become mindful uh, like eating like how to eat your dinner or paying attention to sound and when we're not in tune with our body or not like living mindfully and we're not fully aware of what is going on inside of us we cannot regulate we cannot properly respond to our kids we're just reacting because we don't realize that things are occurring to us so I'm trying to think of like a situation that I okay so this past week here this is a great one um this past week my one of my twins is flipping out like I don't know what actually is going on I think it's because now that um the pandemic is slowly receding and we're able to go outside more and, and, and like live life again my husband and I are starting to do more out of house you know some of these therapies are out of the house so I have to leave and take them there and and my uh, one of the twins is not adapting well so she started like refusing to let me put her in her bed she's like freaking out when I leave the room even to go to the bathroom she's like losing her mind and just constantly whining and screaming and constantly needing to touch me and uh you know when this is going on for literally 24 hours not sleeping well I don't have a second to like not be touched these are the moments when I'm like okay I'm gonna lose my cool like I need her just to stop touching me yeah she's two but she needs to literally get away from me and so you know in seven days I've literally lost it once on her and I was just like I need her to just stop screaming and I just like held her I was like fine I'm gonna break my boundary and I'm gonna just hold her till she falls asleep and I will put her in her bed and I'll do whatever I need to do to get quiet in this moment and sometimes what people aren't understanding I think especially like myself I'll, I'll use myself as always as great um example is like I sometimes forget that breaking the rules for my mental health which is not even like technically a rule it's breaking societal norms that aren't illegal to give yourself a mental fucking break like seriously I sometimes I'm sorry about all the swearing but I I had this is just my mouth <laughs> Um, sometimes I have to give them technology, like just so I can sit on the couch and days off, you know, like you're safe, there's parental controls. I know they're not watching anything bad or doing anything bad, but I'm sitting here thinking if I don't have a quiet moment, I'm literally going to have a nervous breakdown. I'm like, I can't do this. And that's what I did. I picked her up out of her bed. She refuses to use a new passy because it's pretty much the same thing, but it's not the same one. So it's just, she just screamed. And so the only way I was able to have at least five minutes quiet is holding her until she fell asleep so that's what I did you know there are so many crazy things going on in our world we have you know freaking possible world war three starting here we have no poverty and global warming and it's just like everywhere you turn you know people are losing it they're fully losing it and we're all just trying to do our freaking best as parents and raise kids who aren't total a-holes you know like I don't want my kids to be an a-hole and like think that they're better than anyone or whatever you know I want my kids to love people support them you know give money to people in need go and go and build that house that someone needs or go and do something that's going to be beneficial to other people and, and put your ego in side and say yeah I fuck up sometimes but I'm here to show you and help you and, and show you that like I'm a good person and I'm here just to support you and that's what I want for my kids and is it gonna look exactly how I want it to do no but they're gonna they already care I can already see it and, and on those moments when I do have the freak outs or they have the freak outs the number one thing I want all of you parents and even kids to know is come back to each other like no matter how freaked out or fucked up the moment were every night I make it a point to connect to my kids 
I either, you know, go with them in their bed or on the couch and I apologize. You know, I never have let a moment pass where I have lost my cool and told my kids nothing. I never just let them figure it out and like throw them in the room and like, good luck. I'm going to lose my shit on you and let you sit here and figure out why did mom just do that? No, I always, after everything's cooled down and they're cooled down and I'm cooled down, come back together and we talk about what happened and that out of everything I will say I am most proud of I have never left my kids wondering what they do and why did mom freak out at me like I always come in and I say, I am here to tell you that you are okay. And yeah, I did screw up today. I lost my temper and that is not okay. It's not okay how I treated you. It's not okay how I talk. And it's not okay that I'm sitting here losing my cool and not talking with respect. That is the number one thing I always want my kids to know is that I'm not perfect, but I am trying and I'm always going to make up for what I do that's wrong. And I let them know that I should be held accountable for my action and that it's not their fault that mommy lost their cool. It's my fault. It's my fault that I didn't take the time to calm my body down before I answered and that I'm going to try better tomorrow. And that's what I do. I wake up every day and I get up and I try hard again. And I really, I really do. And like I tell my kids, I said, I don't need you to say sorry to me when you're, when you've done something, when you lost your cool or said something disrespectful. I need you to show up the next day and try your hardest. Take that time to come back and to really, 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 uh, you know, just 